This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. And you're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, We are recording from home this week. Uh, As with much of America, uh, we've been asked to leave the office, if at all possible. So Chris and I both are fortunate enough to have jobs where that is possible, thanks to technology. And we are Mm -hmm. recording today's episode. Well, I'm in my garage. Where are you at, Chris? I'm in... I'm in my home office, uh, which wasn't a thing a week ago. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's definitely, uh, you know, we have to keep in mind that all of almost all of America is in this, you know, one one way, shape or form. So, you know, everyone has to <clears throat> kind of uh, comply and make sure that we're doing what we can to uh, get this virus to settle. Uh, in the meantime, I'm cooped up in my house. So I'm excited, real excited. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, if you're not one of the guys who gets to work from home, hey, we say thank you, man. Thanks. Thanks for going out there and thanks for working uh, yeah. in a facility right now. And if you are stuck at home or furloughed or, or laid off right now, thanks for listening. We really appreciate you guys stopping in. We will do everything we can to keep this show COVID-19 free. So does that mean we're going to completely <laughs> ignore the world around us? Of course not. Um, right. we may mention it from time to time if it directly impacts that topic, but other than that, we will do everything we can to make this one of the places you can go to escape from some of the bullshit going on right now with uh, the coronavirus. Yeah, and we're planning on uh, we're gonna ramp up some of our production stuff, aren't we, Paul? That's right, man. That's right. So generally, this is a once a week show. Uh, if you're an OG fan, you might remember way back in the day, we used to do multiple episodes in a week. We're going to get back to that. Uh, we are we have the time, resources and technology available to start going back to a twice a week publishing schedule. Uh, with that being said, we don't want to just pump out a bunch of crap. Uh, we want you guys to have great episodes filled with excellent content, talking about stuff you care about. Uh, so we have some different ideas of how to kind of help expand our show. And hey, guys, if you have ideas, jump on our Facebook group or jump on our Facebook page and share your thoughts. We'd love to hear back from you. Uh, but one of the things we are going to do more, re- excuse me, more regularly is spinning our Diesel Insights videos from the Duramax Tuner YouTube channel into audio episodes for the podcast. I think last uh, the last one we did about the EGR went really, really well. I thought it was clear and concise. I know I got good feedback from listeners. So yeah, so we're going to, we're going to keep trying to do that to help fill in and give you guys more stuff to learn about diesel. Uh, We'll also be doing some more interviews and we'll have some running segments uh, from some of the experts at calibrated power home of Duramax tuner. So we're excited for things like that. Yeah. Now uh, enough about all that new stuff. There's some new stuff that the guys over at WC fab have going on. Don't they Paul? Hey, man, nothing holds those guys back. Uh, Looks like they got a new 2017 to 2019 L5P Duramax 4-inch full intake. Um, This is a high-flow fabricated aluminum intake pipe and airbox enclosure with dry filter assembly that replaces the restrictive plastic factory parts on your diesel for improved engine performance. Uh, significantly increases airflow from your turbo, producing improved horsepower and torque, quicker throttle response, and cooler intake temperatures by drawing cold air in through your truck's hood, ram, air, duct, and inner fender. The all-aluminum construction features large-diameter 4-inch piping with smooth aerodynamic bends to improve intake air velocity, volume, and provide more, more aggressive engine and turbo sound during acceleration. 
the critical Ram Air Duct seal has been moved to the bottom of the hood for a clean engine compartment appearance. Fully full assembly finished in your choice of WC Fab signature custom powder coat colors for a look as unique as your truck. Um, I'll tell you, if you look at the WC Fab, you know, Facebook page and some of the mailers that they're sending out, they have this hybrid blue color that's out that they have the product picture shown in. And man, does it look good. So nasty. I love that blue. Yeah, no, it's a good looking kit. So um, they say it's not compatible with the four inch intake resonator pipe or other aftermarket intake parts. So if you guys have any questions in regards to the installation or what will work with your truck, you know, give the guys over at WC Fab a call or go look on their website at WCFab.com. That's right. Uh, shoot Jason and the boys a message on their Facebook page. Let them know you heard about this uh, new part here on the podcast. We really appreciate that. And that keeps the show going. Uh, Chris, speaking of new parts, we just launched uh, a week ago now. Cummins Easy Link Tuning for the 2019 uh, Ram. I can't believe it. It's been such a long time coming. Let's let's hear yeah. you talk a little bit about it. This is kind of your baby. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of similarities, you know, going from the 2019 into the like the 2013 to 2018 trucks, as far as the 68s are concerned. If some of the guys out there uh, opted to get the HO motor, you know, significantly more horsepower and torque from the factory. Um, what are we offering? You know, uh, the guys over at Calibrated ourselves, you know, we're able to offer better throttle response, improved drivability, uh, broader torque curves, you know, higher horsepower and torque output, of course. But more or less just trying to refine that drivability aspect for the guys that have 68 RFE transmissions, full transmission, uh, shift scheduling improvement, line pressure controls, and uh, improved converter unlock and locking processes. Uh, with the Easy Link, you're going to get four different power levels. And then if you have the 68 RFE, there is trans tuning available. Um, and if you have the ASIN, we're still working on a couple things. It's just not yet ready. Um, but yeah, no, we're, we're really excited to, to go live with, uh, you know, easy link support. This has been one of those things that guys have been asking for, for a very long time. Um, and we figured, you know what, with the introduction of the 19, we might as well group in the 13 to 18 trucks. They've been a very popular platform for us over the years. So we're proud to announce it. Absolutely. Uh, I know this is one that I've been getting a ton of guys, uh, hitting us up about it. People love the easy link hardware. They love the interface and how easy link works. They love using their phone as gauges. Uh, they just needed to be able to get the tuning on it for their Cummins. Right. So putting that 13 to 19, those CMEs all together in one shot, I think made a lot of sense. Uh, the ASIN, I have a ton yep. of guys ask me, Chris, I have an ASIN. Does calibrated power offer ASIN tuning? Uh, yeah. So there's some uh, stuff going on, some R and D, uh, some, some talk and whatnot. Um, so I, I think it's going to be coming here, you know, in the not so distant future. Uh, so you heard it here, you know, on the podcast, of course. Uh, so there's some exciting things, you know, some different platforms, some updates, some, you know, things that were supported that weren't necessarily supported prior. And I think that's going to be one of those, uh, you know, icebreakers, if you will. Um, but as of right now, there is no ASIN support. Uh, flip side of that, with the tuning that is available, we are going to be able to uh, help with some of the defuel settings, help with some of the gear transitioning, just to make those transmissions uh, be a little bit more friendly as far as you know what the end user feels. Absolutely. All right, guys. Um, one last thing before we jump into today's special guest, we just want to give a shout out to the boys at Exergy Performance, uh, always providing us with the top quality, high pressure fuel system components. Um, one of the things I guess I always forget that Exergy does extremely well is also harnesses uh, for like a standalone um, Bosch 
ECM system. Controller. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yep. So yep. it's it's really cool as you start to dig in to see how these things work, how they work together. If anybody was walking around UCC last year, you definitely got a chance to walk by the engine stand with the big old hand throttle on it and heard them fire it up a few different times throughout the day. Um, their, their engine harnesses for the standalone ECU oh, yeah. or standalone controller is phenomenal. Uh, it looks like a factory made component. You really wouldn't know that it was made at an aftermarket company. Uh, and, and that's what their design is. That's what their engineering is all about is making sure that these things are perfect. They fit in place and they work exactly how they're supposed to every single time. Um, speaking of things that we can rely on, one of the things we can rely on on this industry is that if the UCC exists, it's happening. Uh, and guys, it's 2020. The UCC still exists. So without any further ado, let's kick it over to our special guest today. This oh, has yeah. been presented by Calibrated Power. We have Chris Cyril from Ultimate Callout Challenge and Diesel Performance Industry Expo. All right, guys, and now it's time for your favorite part of the show. We have Chris Cyril on from Diesel Performance Industry Expo and Ultimate Callout Challenge. Chris, how the hell are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely. Uh, we're excited to get you on, guys. I know we're missing uh, Chris Emke for this portion of the, the interview. Honestly, it's just easier not having two Chris's on the phone at the same time. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> not, yeah, not really. Uh, Chris is working. Uh, they're very, very busy on the phones. Duramax Tuner Calibrated Power is still open. Uh, so if you need something or need help, those guys are actually working remotely and they're taking care of business as best they can. I know this is a little crazy for everyone. Uh, so as I said at the top of the show, we're going to address uh, some of the news events and the coronavirus and COVID-19 stuff going on, uh, but we're not going to dive deep into it. That's not not at all what our show is about. Uh, we're here for awesome guests like Chris to explain what what's going on with UCC. And to get us started, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience and your background with UCC and DPI Expo? Sure. So um, I have been with James Brendel, uh, who started the UCC back in 2016. I've been with him since we started the event uh, back then and held it out in Salt Lake um, after that kind of viral success that we had. And we decided to see if we could make it a little bit bigger, do something a little bit different. We uh, added on the DPI Expo and uh, I came around and started working with him full time on it and uh so my part of it is i do the majority of the uh marketing and the show setup and vendor setup and stuff like that okay awesome uh you know i know as as a vendor with the podcast and of of course also with calibrated power the show has gotten better every year it's gotten more organized it's gotten easier to find things uh we also have a lot more excitement and, and awesome stuff always going on so today we're definitely going to talk about that we're going to dive into kind of some of the nitty-gritty about even what are some of the rule changes and event changes from year over year uh but first just for anybody who's brand new to the show Give us a quick rundown. What is Ultimate Callout Challenge? What is the Diesel Performance Industry Expo? So what the Ultimate Callout Challenge is, is that we bring the 30 uh, biggest, baddest diesel competitors together over a weekend. And the same truck and team has to compete in three different mediums. So basically a truck triathlon. So the same truck has to drag race the first day. 
dyno the second day, and then they sled pull the third day, and they compete in each event for the top three spots, but they're also competing for the top five overall spots of the event. Um, the DPI Expo is, I mean, it's pretty much exactly what it says. It is the diesel industry uh, all coming together. We have around 150 diesel industry vendors, um, all the way from WDs down to online retailers uh, and all the manufacturers in between. And, and, you know, it's one of those great experiences for the diesel fans because they can actually come out and talk to a lot of the engineers that are building the different products and, you know, actually get a hands-on experience um, talking with Absolutely. Uh, and again, I've been on both sides of the fence with this. So I've gone to UCC as just a, a podcaster and just to walk around and have fun and enjoy the expo. Uh, and what I always say is you'll never find this large of a group of diesel industry experts in one place at one time. This is it. This is this is the only time this much knowledge about diesel performance gets together at the same place. Uh, and I think that's something that really makes this expo very, very different than, say, like a vendor alley at, at a lot of the other shows that go on throughout the year. Yeah, and that's what we've really tried to do with it. I mean, the size of the show has grown immensely and, you know, we're very grateful for that. Uh, you know, and it, it is interesting each year I, I do have to dur- turn down. 20 or so vendors that, you know, call me up and I'm like, well, what do you do? Um, well, we have, you know, gutter proof rain guttering or clutter proof <laughs> rain guttering, or we sell lights for houses. I'm like, yeah, well, we'll, we'll buy a space. It tells how much it's like, no, that's, I'm sure you'll buy a spot, but that's not what we're creating here. So it is funny, but I know that's calls, good. That's so. good. It's good to know that, that it's not maybe necessarily exclusive. It's focused. Right. Because we do get a wide range of people. I mean, like yeah. you said, all the way from the, the biggest distributors and wholesale distributors and online retailers in the country, all the way down to small mom and pop shops that, that got a stand and got a booth and, and they got maybe a smaller project going on or a smaller, smaller kind of array of, of a catalog. Uh, but they're still there, man. And it's awesome to, to be able to see them and connect with them and, and learn more about what their operation is. Yeah, and we we like it too because it, it also feels less cluttered. You know what I mean? Like you're there for a reason. You're you're not there to find out about a home security system. You're there to talk about diesel, and you're there to enjoy diesel. I dig it. I dig it. Um, okay, obviously, guys, uh, we know you just posted today a pretty big Facebook announcement. Um, the event is getting postponed until July 10th, July 12th weekend. Uh, Personally, I, I totally understand. I just want you to, to talk a little bit about it um, and just kind of address this if you could for our listeners. Yeah, I'd be more than happy to. So we actually started looking into this uh, about a week ago when Trump made his first speech. And, um, you know, because there's a lot of small wills and little things that go into putting an event on of this size. Um, at that time, we had no intentions of moving it, but we obviously wanted to be proactive rather than reactive with it so we started you know talking with the track we started talking with the sled pull company we have out we started watching obviously everything that was going on each day almost hour by hour um with the country um you know and and decisions that were being made and obviously what the cdc was suggesting and uh you know ultimately over the last couple weeks with you know the closing 
you know, of the Canadian U.S. border. We have a lot of fans that come down from Canada for the UCC. We have competitors um, from Canada that come down. Uh, we have certain vendors that companies put employ or put travel restrictions on their employees that they couldn't travel till May first. Um, then it it even trickled down. I mean, those are big things that everybody knows about. But then it even trickled down to stuff like. You know, to prepare for the event, you know, I have to have event shirts printed. I have to have wristbands done. I have to have a program printed. And just a lot of the distributors and vendors, even on outside of the diesel industry, you know, were not able to meet the deadline that we would need to prepare for the show by the first. And then, you know, it ultimately just came down to as much as the last, you know, two weeks has really disrupted the lives of everybody. We just felt we needed to find a way to give there some time to get some normality back to everybody's life and everybody's schedule. So it wasn't an easy decision. It obviously doesn't lighten the workload in any way. And we are, we're disappointed. We can't do it the day we did, but we feel that this is the best alternate to it. So. Sure. And, and, and it's understandable uh, as of literally a half an hour, hour ago, uh, there's more and more announcements going on where, you guys had to make the decision, I think, maybe even before it was made for you at some point um, with with what we're seeing going on in the news today. So it's good to know that you guys have been working on this. You guys have been planning for it. You guys have been preparing for it as much as possible. Uh, and, you know, nobody knew where this was going to go or how this was going to happen. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you would have been talking to me last Friday, which we were initially were going to talk, sure. you know. Yeah, I would be like, no, we're full for board. You know, we're, we have every, we're moving forward. I'm doing everything I can here. I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. And then, you know, Monday rolls around and I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off for completely different reasons, you yeah. know? So, but yeah, you know, we, we know that, uh, like I said, you know, that everything that's going on now, there's so much going on. You just can't even pinpoint one, you know, we just really wanted to make sure that we could still do the event for the fans, for the vendors, for everyone. We just wanted to, you know, and make it as big and as great as it has been in years past. And, but we also wanted to be sensitive to everything that's going on in everybody's lives right now as well. Sure. No, absolutely. Um, Okay. Well, enough about, Enough about that, because we now that we know we're going to get a 2020 UCC DPI Expo, um, as of today, what are some of the things that we were going to talk about anyways before any of this was going on is is what are some of the rule changes or what are some of the Expo changes from 2019 to 2020? Uh, so can you maybe start off with the event itself? Obviously, it's still the triathlon. We still got to see the drag race and we got to see the sled pull and we got to see the dyno. What's new? Mm-hmm. Well, we there aren't actually a lot of new rule changes this year. There are two big ones. Um, obviously, after last year and uh, Tony uh, and Dirty Hooker up on the, the dyno, uh, it is now required to wear fire suits on the dyno. That actually wasn't a written rule. It was optional for the drivers. Moving forward this year, it is not optional. They now have to wear fire suits <laughs> while even dynoing. Well played. Um, yeah, yeah. The other thing we changed, and and just so everybody knows, how we change our rules is the top ten UCC finishers get to vote on any rule changes that are made, and they get to vote if something is not done the following year. So I just want people to know that that we actually really talk to the competitors and find out how to make this competition even better for them and and make it more exciting for the fans. 
Um, one of the changes we went back to, so last year we did head-to-head racing between the UCC competitors. Um, we brought that to the vote to the competitors. They have decided for 2020, they want to go back and be able to have as many opportunities to put down their fastest time that they can. They they didn't like the head-to-head. They like battling against themselves and watching what everybody else did. And then if someone beat their number, going back and hitting it again. Um, so those are really the two main rule changes um, that were made this year that that are different from previous years. Okay. Uh, what what prompted that second rule change? That was just a way. So on all this, the rules, the UCC competitors get to make suggestions of what they want to see changed. And once those suggestions come in, we send out an email to the top 10 and then they're voted on. So it was a suggestion by the competitors that they wanted to go back to it. And then when it was voted on, that's how the vote came out. I love it. I love that it's it's a competitor controlled event. Usually there's this big sanctioning body and and all of this other kind of uh, infrastructure around writing down every little minute and second of, of how one of these events will go. What's cool here is that it, it's not, it's, it's really up to the guys who are, are participating in it and the guys who, who are killing it. Uh, Cause we know that there's a massive sacrifice that goes into being a competitor in this event and participating in this event at such a top level. Um, what are you excited to see this year? What are so, who are some of the competitors you really got your eye out for? Oh man, that, that is tough. Are you calling Derek Rose for the repeat? Well, I've, I have always been, and you can go back to past podcasts that Derek has always been my dark pony for years and years and years. <laughs> so you can go back to 17 when you were asking me, you know, do you think Levon's going to take it? And you will find a recording me saying, you know what? I really feel that Derek Rose is the dark pony and he's going to come by anytime. Um, I, I definitely think Derek Rose is still the man to beat, but you know, there is such amazing competition. Um, you know, I don't know everything that the team up at dirty hookers doing, but I've got this feeling in my stomach that Tony and his team are really coming back to make a statement. Um, you know, I saw the guys from uh, power driven diesel out at ATS's event. Um, their, their truck's a monster, you know, if they can keep it together, (laughs) <laughs> it's it's in the running. You know, you still have your Sean Baca. Yeah, you still have Chris. You still have, uh, and I'd say Chris's last name, but I'll destroy it. But with uh, Truck Source Diesel, um, <laughs> you know, you got Wayne Mentor. You know, you've got a lot of those. But in addition to that, we have um, a lot of the uh, uh, qualifiers from last year that are rookies. We have a more, a larger rookie uh, cast this year than we have. Uh, we wanted to do that just to get some fresh blood in there. But, you know, if you actually go to the UCC site and look at their scores of what they put down, these there was four qualifiers that were in the top 10 of the UCC last year by their points. Yeah. You know, and one of the fifth ones, the only reason why he wasn't in there is he had a problem on the dyno and it only put down 400 horsepower, which just lowered his points, but everything else was there. So, and they're hungry, you know, so I don't know. I've got a really good feeling about 2020. I think it's going to be very competitive, very close. Um, but like I said, I I, I, I'm, I can't be partial because I'm a promoter, but Derek Rose and his team has always been my dark pony. Oh. So 
I, I guess I'll have to leave it there. Hard to beat D Rose, man. No, no lie there. Um, I, I think drag racing is going to be a big deal this year. It's, it's always been a big deal. I shouldn't downplay that at all. Uh, but I think, I think that's going to be a lot of the make or break on who comes out of this alive and who comes out of this at the top. So I always love to see drag racing on the first day because even though it sets the pace for the whole show, it puts so much pressure on, on day two, right? Like, like now, now yes. if you didn't kill it, if you're not in the top three on drag racing, now when it comes to the dyno, it's just all on the table. It's just the, it's the, the only yeah. way to stay in this competition through three days is to literally come at that dyno with everything you got and just pray it stays together. And we've seen how that goes, good and bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You have your highlights and your lows with it, but yeah, I hundred yeah, percent. And then sled pull. I think sled pull has always been this thing of like, it's the hook. It, it's it's when it's the punchline of the joke, right? Because you have these guys who generally we've seen winners come out of track racing. That, that's that's who's won all of all of UCC, and we see the same thing in in most other triathlon type competitions because because it's such a competitive segment, right? Like if you're good at drag racing, you right. could wing it at sled pulling, and th- and that's that's not to downplay sled pulling, but it's true. It's true. You could get enough advice to go out there and sled pull for your fourth time ever. Um, and do pretty good. May not be the best of you could ever be, but pretty good. So, so I think it's always fun to see that that kind of all out or nothing um, when it comes down to those two events. It, it really, it's. I think that's what makes the show for me every year. Uh, how about the expo? Well, and and you know you you know you're sorry. Part of you know the other thing you say with that you know you, you I agree with you on the dino thing, but then you start looking at. The people that are drag racing right. and putting down good numbers. You're talking Derek Rose, who can definitely still sled pull. You know, you're talking the power driven team that can drag race and still sled pull. And it, what Tony and his team's building, oh, you know, yeah. over the last couple of years, we've watched uh, that last minute hooker get better and better on the drag strip. So you're seeing that that I I agree with what you're saying, but I think you're seeing that also narrow a little bit where they are. You know, it's hard to say they they're they're not as green as they used to. Be. Shall we say? I wildly agree with you. A hundred percent. Yes. Yes. The rising level of competition because the guys who maybe three years ago had only sled pulled twice have now gone out and tried it. And the guys who have maybe drag raced only a handful of times like Tony are now out drag racing. I saw him posting throughout the summer about it. Um, yeah, I, I think people are taking it seriously. I think people are not only building a truck for this event, but building experience for this event. Uh, and that's only going to be better for the fans. It's only going to be better for the industry, right? This is this is something I think that'll really kick off summer in a really big way for all of us who are into diesel. Uh, I, I think this is it. But I, I did want to touch on the expo a little bit because because again, the expo yes. is where I see a ton of cool shit going on. Uh, who's at the expo? What's going on at the expo? What should people be looking for? Well, you know, the one thing that we have really started to focus on is we want to figure out how to bring more fan participation to the expo and to the UCC. You know, the UCC is just the exclusive thing. So how do we uh, incorporate more fans into the experience there? So we have a lot of our vendors uh, coming back again that we've seen in years past, you know, obviously Alligator, Amsoil, Edge, um, you name it, they're here. We have some new ones coming in. Um, Renegade, uh, uh, oh, I just, Renegade, uh, they do cleaning products. I can't think of their full name. Sorry, brain fart. Um, so we have a lot of new companies coming in. In addition to that, at the show this year, we've actually teamed up with, uh, 
Kenny Hawk and Hawk Designs and Village Customs. And he's doing a 14-part Amazon series on those two uh, companies are doing a diesel uh, truck rat rod build-off. And they're going to unveil those two vehicles actually at the UCC, um, you know, for the fans. Uh, in addition, you know, we still have our M's Oil Show and Shine, which we actually have increased the space. And we're looking at getting about 300 trucks. In addition, we actually opened up, um, because it's so popular in the diesel industry, we actually have a side-by-side category in the show and shine this year and one of the things we haven't really pushed and it, you know you try to do everything and get too many plates spinning but we actually on friday are opening up the ucc dyno to the fans and having a fuel only and an unlimited class dyno event on friday while the ucc competitors are what? <laughs> yes our hope is is that the fans embrace it because what we'd like to do is in 2021, we'll open it up to all the classes and have a full dyno event for the fans. And the dyno will be in the exact same spot that it is for the UCC competitors. So they'll be right next to the drag strips. So the fans <laughs> can watch, you know, fans can watch the fans dyno in. They can watch the UCC. And then, you know, last year we did the quick eight with ODSS. You know, this year we have a full day of drag racing with ODSS on Saturday. Uh, all their uh, pro classes, it's actually a point series. The UCC is this year. And I'll be honest with you, we have some even greater ideas for 2021. Because, you know, to put on an event of this size, I, I, I already have my notes of what we need to start <laughs> looking for for 2021 and moving forward. So. Man, am I excited. Well, Chris, I thank you so much for taking your time to talk to us um, and and letting our listeners know all of the cool stuff that's going on. It is unfortunate we had to push the date back, but it sounds like it's going to be well worth the wait. Uh, any final thoughts or anything you want to say to our listeners? You know, I just want to say thank you to all our fans, uh, all the competitors, um, all all of the, the sponsors that come out. Um, you know, it it's just amazing to see how the industry, how the fans have embraced this event. And we are just so, so thankful for that and their support and their understanding. So a huge thank you from all of us here at the UCC and DPI Expo. Well said. Guys, for today, this has been Paul Wilson. Thanks for listening.